0: I'm sure you'll have one Ellen Ellen Thursday night when Ellen Parsley speaks. She prays for everything that don't move <laughs> and, and chases down the things that do move, so pray for them. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. How many ministers we have here tonight, evangelists or pastors? But several. Praise the Lord forever. You know, ever pastor in the world ought to have somebody coming through church or they ought to do it one, is to teach on faith every year. Or they ought to teach the message on faith themselves. Because faith is a doctrine of the church. And it's just what makes things work, that's all. If you have faith in God's Word, Tonight I'm going to teach you a subject on faith and healing. Now, did you, did you understand what I said first? Yeah. Faith and healing. Faith's got to come first before the healing. Well, I mean, for sure. Now, if it's your, if you're sitting in the service and you don't have much faith, maybe you're not even saved. But you're sick, and the anointing comes in real strong. It's possible sometimes maybe you may get healed just sitting there you know, because that won't last unless you give your life over to God in dedication, unless you learn what faith is we can hold on to that healing. You have to understand that healing power and healing anointing, healing power is a gift to the church and healing power is an enemy to all diseases. That's the reason it's so important for you to get in your car and drive to a healing service. It's because healing power is an enemy to that disease that you have. Hallelujah. And that if you get an anointing comes, you get that anointing in you and you keep it in you. Keep it in you. Benny Hen called me here a while back. His brother's sitting here. He knows it's the truth. But it does for everybody, not just Benny, everybody. He called me here a while back and he says, Brother Norval. He said, you know, I know you teach on faith a lot. In fact, last time I was in his church, he said, I want you to teach on faith, Noble." He said to me, he says, Noble, I wish you'd come to my church at least once a year and teach my people. And teach them, teach them, you know, teach them. And uh, that's basically my ministry is a Bible teacher. I'm not an evangelist. However, 27 years ago, the Lord did put his healing power in my hands. it has been in there ever since to pray for people in public but you said no oh, but well, you know in these larger crusades i'm having now he said some of these some of those people you know that comes up there and you see them on tv and you've been with me on several crusades and some of those marvelous miracles i mean just nearly jar your mind the miracle is so strong he says sometimes he said they call christian center here all the time all the time we call here and say help me and he says I, this, I got healed in your meeting but now it's come back up on me what do i do see what i mean don't even know what to do well the bible says hold fast to the things you get from god and that anointing that comes in many services is called the gift of healing that operates i, I used to work with Catherine kuhlman many has the strongest of anybody I know of in the world except Catherine Kuhlman is about the same with her hers worked of the same way just like healing people all over everywhere you know you know sometimes it'll happen with me even in my teaching ministry but it don't it'll don't happen very often happened at Rhema one night brother Hagin sitting there I just I was just teaching the Bible walking back and forth for the congregation all of a sudden the Spirit of God said to me I'm healing a person, I'm healing, I'm healing a person over on your left. Over here, this way. And all of a sudden about that time, I asked, I said, the Lord said he's healing a person. A woman back in the congregation broke started crying and weeping and weeping and weeping. And the Holy Ghost started healing her. Another person over here broke out and started crying. The Lord started healing her openly. Another one, two over here. Now I'm just standing there. I just stopped teaching, I'm just standing there. And over here several of them, over here two, three more, over here two more. I would say within ten minutes, the Holy Spirit was healing people all over that congregation. Just took the thing over. <laughs> I'm standing there, I'm just standing in there, what watching the Holy Spirit work, and Brother Hagen's sitting there, and the Holy Ghost just took the whole thing over and started healing people all over everywhere. Everywhere by himself. I didn't. I didn't pray for a person.
1: <laughs>
0: you know. Well, if you notice, Benny He just prays a power blessing upon him. He don't pray for him before they get healed. Catherine Kuhlman would need either. She wouldn't even pray for you to be healed, because the gift of healing came in supernaturally. Wow. Well, those two people, Catherine Kuhlman and Benny Hinn has that that particular gift. Stronger than any two people I have ever seen in my life. Operate continually all the time, ever service. But that's just a gift that God's given me, a ministry gift that God's given, you. see. And the laying on of hands is a doctor of the church. God put his healing power in my hands twenty-some years ago. And he, he let me lay hands on people for oh, several years I laid hands on people to be healed in public assembly with under under a heavy anointing and after several years of doing that he said I, one day he told me he said I want to, I want to advance your laying on of the hands healing ministry With a little father son he said I'm gonna now I'm gonna start showing you sometimes when you speak it may not happen uh, maybe once every few months maybe once every few weeks once every few days but you may go for months that never happened, but sometimes I will show you a person in the congregation I want you to minister to, I want you to lay hands upon. When I do that, he said, I want you to go out, leave behind the pulpit, go out in the congregation and lay your hands on that person right in the seat. Just lay your hands upon. You don't have to pray. Just lay your hands on the person. Now he said to me, most most of the time i will not show you what's wrong with them now get this because really it's none of your business anyway <laughs> you know, people are strange or always wanting god to show them something about other people i don't even want to know what i don't even want to, want to know the stuff that's in your life especially stuff that's wrong i don't even want to know it if god wants to show it to me fine but he knows you repent under the blood of jesus just repent yourself and get it all wipe it all away rather than you don't want to show people all the goofy stuff that we do you know they, they wonder if you're saved or not and so i go out when the lord told me somebody i just go out to the congregation and I lay my hands on the person, and the Spirit of God usually just move up on them, strong, and just start ministering to them. My Lord God in heaven, and most of the time when I do that, I don't even know what He's doing. You know what He told me? He said, "They belong to me; they don't belong to you." He said, "I put my anointing in your hands, son." He says, "Your ministry is not the word of knowledge. If I want you to have the word of knowledge, I'll give it to you." And sometimes in a desperate case I might give it to you, said, but I want you to understand, son, your, your ministry is in your hands. Well, I'm obligated to lay hands on people and know them with all that type of thing, you know. Well not somebody like Benny see, his 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 obligation to God is to worship God and to praise God long enough. Till so God just drops down with the gift of healing and starts healing people all over everywhere. You see what I mean? But you, I, it doesn't make a difference if you get healed anointing in my hands or Sammy's hands or a service like Benny that you just dropped in the congregation or sometimes I have those, not very often, but sometimes. But if you get healed under anointing, you need to learn to hold, hold fast to what you get from God. If you don't hold fast to it, the devil comes come and it away from you. The devil will come and steal it away from you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But you can't hold fast to the things you get from God. The Bible says, hold fast to the things you get from God. So, tonight I'm going to teach you on faith and healing, and you'll see the importance of faith. Now, always remember this. This is a broad, this is a really strong, broad statement to you, but it's the truth. Anybody you see get healed in Brother Bini's services. If I lay hands on somebody tonight and the crippled bones start cracking and popping, they run off, they just run off. or I've laid hands on people that had cancer all over their body and cursed the stuff, and all of a sudden they just turn normal and new skin comes up on them right in service disappears like the fog would disappear when the Sun comes up just like the man with the leprosy in the Bible just disappears and they're cleansed right in front of you now you don't see that very often I mean I don't but sometimes I do but it doesn't make any difference anybody that Jesus healed in the Bible the toughest cases that Jesus healed in the Bible anybody under anybody's ministry of the world that's ever lived you can get exactly the same thing through faith you get the same manifest. you can get the same manifestation at the home in your own living room from God through faith if you would have that quality of faith your faith can get you the same manifestation that you can receive from God under anybody's anointing including Jesus's anointing and nobody's ever had been anointed like the Lord because he had the spirit of God without major we have it all with major that means part of the people get healed see what I mean and part of the people gets partly healed part of the people gets healed but with Jesus when people came to him they all got healed I can't find nowhere in the Bible where people actually came to him that he healed them all. Now when he went in his hometown, he couldn't heal the real tough cases there, but he went to them. You know what I mean. But people outside of Nazareth, where he was raised, that actually came to him and asked for healing. I can't find nowhere in the Bible. Sometimes it was thousands and thousands of them, but what he healed every one of them. he, he healed them all well you can get that same thing through faith if you'd believe it faith is so strong people it's just you know some churches just never reach it they just they have they live and die never do reach that, that angle in fact if you want to know the truth about it the modern church that we live in now that we have now you know most of the churches now are in that same shape that I, I know of. Not all of them, but most of them are. Most people are. Let me give you an example so you'll know what I'm talking about. I know a woman, I know two women, I know a woman that took a deformed child because the Lord told her to. She adopted the deformed the, the form child. And the lord told her to pray for the child by faith everybody say by faith. by faith so she prayed for the child every day and said with her mouth in jesus name i command you to walk in jesus name i command you to be normal in jesus name i command you to walk now listen, listen right, right here is where you lose the church how long About two hours a day. About two hours a day, she did that for a little over three years. Deformed child. Most churches in America just marks off deformed children. They think there ain't no hope for them. I don't know. I don't know how they believe. I guess they think that case is too hard for God. No. The the problem of it is that case is too hard for your quality of faith Amen. you need to increase your faith on another another uh, another quality another level another level you need to understand to get your faith in line you need, you need to have the hebrews kind of faith where Hebrews says your faith is your substance your faith is your healing there is no such thing as cases too tough a little over three years she did that and God came one night a little while after she put him in bed and made him normal come and got in bed with him, made him normal now another woman that wasn't even, wasn't even baptized in the in the Holy Ghost she gave birth to a deformed child totally deformed one of the worst deformed children's ever lived Mayo Clinic couldn't even do anything for it. One of the worst deformed children that's ever lived. They have any record of it. That, that little kid's teeth was deformed, sticking out sideways like this. Couldn't even eat no food. It would have sucked through the corner of her mouth like this. A crooked straw. And that's the only thing she could get is drank orange juice through or a crooked straw or juice. And sucked the corner of her mouth. Born that way, twisted, crippled, deformed, everything about the child. Knots all over the child. And her mother just began to confess and had faith in God's word, the Scripture which that "All things are possible to him that believeth." How I many of you know that's in there? Well, she just made up her mind. She read in the Bible where the, you know the Bible says that God cannot lie you've you, you read that hadn't you you've heard your pastor say that you've heard evangelists say that God cannot lie well she just believed that you know well you know, if you give birth to a deformed child you might as well go that direction because if, if you go in the other direction you know there's no hope for it so she just kept on she quoted that scripture the Bible says that God cannot lie the Bible says all things are possible to him that believeth and she said Jesus Jesus I believe for you Jesus to come to my house and make my daughter normal make my baby normal now she said that 14 years but Of for that time nobody else believed it in the world except her and her little son there was no pastors in that county that believed it. No Pentecostal preachers believed it. Forget that. <laughs> the doctor, the little girl thought she was nuts. He told her husband he said, she's gone crazy." He says, "Well, what do you think's going to happen to my wife?" She'd been doing that for 14 years." He said, "I know it. She's possessed with that thing." It's wonderful folks to get possessed with faith. Yeah. <laughs> the little old girl, the little old girl got about 12 years old. And she said one day, you know, got big enough to, you know, she said, she asked her mother and she said, mother, you've been saying that all my life. Mama, do you really believe do you really believe that Jesus is going to come to this house one day and make me normal, that I could be a normal little girl and run and play and wear dresses? She said, the mother says, I know he is. But well, this is after twelve years of believing. So always remember, people, get this straight. Faith don't faith. Can't tell time. If your faith can tell time, you don't have any. I mean you're a joke. The Bible don't even work for you. Get that straight. The Bible don't even work for you. You just barely are saved. And you go to church and live your life pain to stay saved. But you're not going to get any manifestations to speak of unless you get them in a Benny Him service. <laughs> or unless you come here and let me lay hands on you. Or unless you come to Wednesday night and let Benny Hinn's Brother lay hands. He has a good miracle ministry. Healing ministry. You'll have to get healing through an anointing on somebody else. And always remember, I don't care who who it is, if you get a heal from somebody else's anointing, you know what that is? That's getting healed on a credit. You're going to have to pay your bill before long. If you, don't, if you don't pay your bill, if you don't pay your bill with faith, if you don't pay your bill with stubborn faith, that disease will come back up on you because you didn't get healed through your faith. Now you sit in your own living room and believe that Jesus is your healer and you thank the Lord for healing you for days and months and years and all of a sudden God comes in your living room and heals you brother you can hold on to it cause you got healed through your own faith but you get healed through somebody else's prayers you need to get some faith tapes or something to cause you to hold on to what the you know I don't care who you are, any of you boys as pastors, any of your members. If they don't they they, they don't have to have a lot of faith. If they just have have enough faith just to get up out of their seat and walk up to walk up to you on a Sunday night and say, Pastor, lay your hands on me. Pastor, anoint me with all in the name of the Lord. Uh, and when you do it, the moment you anoint me with all, the moment you lay hands on me, the Lord will heal me too. Pastor, lay your hands on me. And they'll get healed. Well they will, they'll they'll get healed. But you know it's easy to get healed if you just obey God and you go to Him. But in the fourteenth year, Jesus came to that house. Now listen to how it happened. On the fourteenth year, a little crippled twisted girl, deformed girl, and her mother was in the living room. And they looked there in the, in the living room. And it looked like a lot It looked like a, lo, a little bitty, teeny, teeny, winchy light bulb, a, a, a little teeny winchy light. Not, not, not an object, above, but but it it's in the middle of the air. It wasn't in the ceiling. About that big around, a little bitty teeny thing. About that big around, a little white dot. About that big around in the air. Just a little white dot. Well, I mean that's strange to them. A little white dot would be in the middle there in the living room, and they just they sat there and they watched it, and it was getting bigger, and bigger and bigger and bigger bigger and bigger finally it got so big like this right here that the top of it went near to the ceiling of the house and the bottom of the circle went down maybe a foot off of the floor in that circle of light all of a sudden just all of a sudden jesus appeared standing in that light he wasn't even standing on the floor he was standing in the middle of the air in that light. And he just appeared in that light. And he stepped down like this out of the light onto the floor. And walked over like this towards the little girl sitting in a wheelchair. Her mother sitting over here. Now listen to what he said. He looked over to the mother and he says, I have come because of your faith. Boy, I wish you'd get that. My God, my God. Fourteen years of faith. But Jesus was so kind enough, he let her know. That he could have come years and years ago because her faith pleased him years and years and years ago. But you know what he said? He said, I waited purposely this long to come. till so she got this age because I could get a testimony from her that would go around the world. So he walked up to, close to the wheelchair about three feet from him, and that little old girl kept trying to touch him because she didn't mind if I can touch him I know I'll be normal she kept trying to touch him he just stood there and the mother said Jesus if you'll talk about one more step <laughs> my daughter can touch you and she'll be normal And he just stood there. She said he stood there for so long that the little girl just kind of collapsed. She was trying to reach him so hard that she was deformed. She was trying to reach him so hard, so strong. (laughs) She was collapsed. He said, I did that because to let you know that all of your human effort doesn't get it. It's your belief in me. Have faith in me. Then he took one more step, walked over to her, and later laid, laid his hands on here. She said the moment he laid his hands on my body, those big old knots on me began to melt like he pitched them out in the sunshine. Snowball in the sunshine on a hot summer day, on a hot sidewalk. And she said, My bones began to crack and pop. My teeth began to crack and pop. My bones began to crack and pop in my body. I was so twisted. And she said, In in she says, No more than ten seconds. He laid his hands on me and something like a hot fluid began to go <laughs> and the bones cracking and popping all over me like this right here. She says, Now everything melted off of me and she says my, everything about me become normal everything everything became normal and I jumped out of the wheelchair run off <laughs> I've come because of your faith now church you know as well as I do just be reasonable you know if one little one little lady can take a deformed child And confess two hours a day. And say two hours a day, I command you to walk and I command you to be normal in Jesus' name. I'm not taking no for no answer. I command you to walk and I command you to be normal in Jesus' name. I command you to I command you to walk in Jesus' name. I command you to be normal in Jesus' name. And God came and got into bed with that little child, with that child, and made the child normal. In a little over three years, but another woman goes fourteen years. Her faith don't waver. And Jesus comes. And says, I've come because of your faith. Well, you ought to know, folks, that your faith is your substance. Just by things like that, you should know that Hebrews is the truth. But Hebrews Hebrews has been teaching that quality of faith for years. The book of Hebrews says, "Now faith is the substance of things hoped for." God wants you to believe him right now and every day it's got to be now every day it's got to be now Can't keep to the future when the back, or, or start wondering about it a wondering man never gets anything from God to speak of well except the love blessing you know you go to church and sing amazing grace how sweet the sound and get a love blessing from God but listen to me closely now church just a love blessing because you live your life clean and you're a Christian And you love God. A love blessing don't give you a miracle. You can get a love blessing in church today, and die with cancer next month. And sure, God is with you because He loves you, and you live your life clean, and you're born again. But you can receive a miracle from God. You can receive. A healing from the lord you can receive anything you want from god through faith that's the reason i'm going to teach you tonight faith and healing so you can see it and understand the difference you come to this camp meeting Some of somebody's come here this week stay in the motels and spend a lot of money cost a lot of money to come here this week and you you have a right to get something to go home with bless god forever take home with you this last you forever and forever and forever You might want to take this home with you this is it this is years of studying and years of teaching that whole library of tapes is on the, nothing except the subject of faith those are audio tapes I've also got some videos on faith but now you see that a whole library of tapes every one of those tapes out right there is on the different facets of faith faith has so many facets to it you know you can read sometimes you can get you can be really tricked with faith if you don't keep everything in order there's about after you receive after you learn what the book of Hebrews says and you after you, you accept the book of Hebrews and faith there's about ten things that you need to do all the time to keep your faith work, working properly You need to do about 10 things to keep your faith working properly. And you need to do those things. <clears throat> you need to worship God. You need to tithe. You need to have a sweet spirit with your brothers and sisters. You need to watch yourself. If you don't watch yourself real close, start doing, you start doing your own thing. Your faith don't work properly. And just work a little bit here and there, but never no tough cases. All right, now this is a faith library. I'll read you the title of these tapes. The substance of things hoped for—that's one tape. Then, determined faith. Those two ladies I told you about—that's the quality they had. Determined faith. They were determined. No wavering. No unbelief. No nothing. And the only person in that county that believed that way. Everybody else thought they were half nuts, you know. Next tape is now faith. If you're going to believe God, you got to believe Him right now. If you don't believe him right now you're not going to believe him at all God watches your faith the Bible says the next tape is God watches your faith and see your faith has a voice By faith your world is framed you framed your own world that you live in Whatever world you live in, your faith frame that. Two ingredients to faith. Have faith in God's Word. What makes faith work? The gift of faith. How to keep what you receive. Speak the Word only. Believe you receive when you pray. Faith has a voice. How to protect your faith. You protect it by doing the things you need to do to cause it to work. Say it and receive it. Confession brings possession. So if you'd like that, this is the faith part. If you'd like that series tonight, you can get that. They'll give you. This is an eighty dollar series. You have a special on this? what is it? $60. It's an $80 tape series. If you want it tonight, you can have it for 60 If you have your Bibles, turn it with me to the book of Hebrews. Faith and healing. <clears throat> but tonight, folks, I want to take my time and I want to give you a good quality, a real good quality message tonight on f- faith and healing. So, you can take it home with you and it'll last you forever. So, you can get healed at home. It's good to come to healing services. In fact, if you want to jot this down, this coming Thanksgiving in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, I have a convention there for a full week. Thanksgiving week in July. But this coming Thanksgiving week, we're (coughs) we're having. Change it around a little bit, we're having a what we call a Holy Ghost can't we? We just Let the Holy Ghost be in charge. Praise the Lord forevermore. Somebody asked Brother Hagan here a while back, says, What is God doing on the earth today? And Brother Hagin says, This is Kenneth Hagin Sr. He says, Well, I can tell you exactly what God's doing on the earth today. I know exactly what. God's doing on the earth today. Well, anybody does if you just look around, see what he's doing in different countries of the world. Brother Hagin said he's built. God is building up and strengthening the local church, and he's doing what he can to. Get the local church to be led by the Holy Ghost
1: Amen.
0: rather than church programs. He cut Brother Higgin off here a while back from out of Torah meetings. He said, No, Would you go in churches, have Holy Ghost meetings. him that in Randy uh, Randy Scarborough's church down in Lakeland Florida in his church when he was ministering to Randy's church he told him that about three years ago and brother Higgins says okay yeah I want you to have Holy Ghost services stop having just crusades like you've been having don't so you to start having Holy Ghost services just let the Holy Ghost lead you all the time in every service if you want to do something let him do it teach on prayer for mornings and have Holy Ghost services at night time and brother Hagin you know how brother Hagin is he's just kind of slow and easygoing you know he's like most of the rest of us you know God tells you do something you say well okay yeah see people get used to doing something one way they think that's the way to do it whole Crusades one way and I do this and I do all my meetings one way and I do them all the same, doing one way, and this is the way to do it, because God m- moves and he blesses that. And he does bless that. And so uh, the Lord told him, he said, I want you to stop that. Why don't you start having Holy Ghost services? Why don't you have a starting date, Holy Ghost, we did have a starting date and no ending date. Don't end until I tell you to end. You may end in one week and you may not end in one week. Well, the first one he had was in Miami, Florida, Well, he didn't have one for about a year. Then he goes to Indianapolis to speak to a minister's meeting about 2 o'clock in the morning on Sunday night. He woke up, you know, and go start a minister's meeting on Monday, and his heart was hurting so bad. He couldn't stand it hardly. He had to call one of the men to come in from Tulsa, take over that meeting and fly back to Tulsa. Went to the doctor, let the doctor check his heart, hurting so bad he couldn't understand it. He said, Well, it's hard to go to the doctor and check your heart. But the Holy Ghost let him know he said you're not gonna you're not gonna get better until you start having Holy Ghost meetings.
1: <laughs>
0: I told you, I told you about a year ago to start, and you never have help one yet. Oh folks, you'd be surprised how many people in the graveyard tonight because they rebelled against God. This is making difference for Kenneth Hagin, senior. Been a of the gospel sixty years. You rebel against God, and you can die before your time. And I just prayed this afternoon. I told the Lord, I said, "Lord, Lord, I want you to forgive me for anything I've ever said, anything I've ever done. And Lord, any part of my unbred mother's home, any part of the ten thousand people I feed each month, any part of my Bible college." In any any of the any of the five churches (coughs) Any part of my ministry is not in the not in the will of God Our Lord that you want me to change in some direction. I said please Lord deal with me deal with me Lord Anything I'm doing in the ministry in any phase Lord. that's not pleasing you. Please deal with me so I'll stop it I don't want to be rebellious and get out of your will Please help me Lord Because you know God knows how to do things you and me are trying to learn and uh, he said I told you about a year to start these Holy Ghost meetings and you didn't do it he said and I mean he set one up real quick like he told us okay Lord I will do it I will do it my brother brother he knew exactly what to do because he'd been through that about three or four other times in his life you know he nearly, he nearly, he nearly, nearly died three or four times because of rebellion against the ministry because years, years ago, God called him to prophesy in public. Told him, will you to start prophesying in public. And he'd put it off and put it off. He'd he like to die because he'd like to die twice. And he got hung into, into Raymond one time. Well, you know, it's good to stay home, you know, and just get hung into Raymond, teach every day at Raymond. He'd teach every day. Every day. Every day. Five days a week. Teach every day at Raymond. Every morning at Raymond, teach the healing school in the afternoon. Everett Raymond he's in school in the afternoon ever that and I, and I I go say to his house And uh, I didn't say anything heavy to him about it, you know, but I'd wonder you know a little hint to him along You know I'd say you know brother you your crusades on the field sure is effective a lot of people gets help I said you know brother. Hagin, did you ever stop and think you know your crusades? In Pentecostal circles in Pentecostal circles at that particular time now many Hinn gets a lot of people saved now because he had a big, big, big crowds, but then I says, Brother Hagin and Dwight Thompson was the two best Pentecostal men I ever met in my life to get people saved. <laughs> Brother Hagen would go to a town and get an auditorium and stay for a week, he would get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people saved. He give an invitation for salvation every night. I mean, he would not miss every night. And I thought now. All them people he get saved in these crusades, I'd be staying every time I go to Tulsa, i stay with him. All them people, the value of his ministry of getting people saved and getting people healed, and then he's teaching these Bible school students every day, every day. Three months, five months, six every day, every day. Well he got his heart started hurting him so bad one at time he couldn't hardly stand it. I mean he thought he was going he asked God to let him die he said Lord just take me on I've been doing this for years I don't want to lay here with my heart like this day after day after day after day just take me on Lord just take me on but he said you know he knew that when it started every, every time that starts he's, do, do, he's done something wrong but you know when you think well I'm doing I'm, I'm doing a great work here for God because you've got all these students and you're teaching them you know and teach them and teach them and teach them well that's that's all good says well and good but you, God said I want you to spin it up you're doing too much of teaching at Rhema you're letting your Crusades go I want you to stop teaching at Ramah so much and go on the field more and do Crusades on the field some when you come back in you teach some at Ramah. go back out and do another Crusade before long do some Crusades every year several Crusades every year you're start back into that you know what I mean well I can understand why God would do it that way but he's had about uh, I think his first cruise Holy Ghost meeting, he had three weeks of it. And then he had uh, all the rest of them, I believe it's been two weeks. Yeah, I, I don't think he's had any of this one week. All of it's been at least two weeks. And he just starts, don't have it, he says a starting date and no ending date. He started to end the one in Miami Father, one went with three weeks. Now this was his first one. And he thought he thought, well, I've been here two weeks now, I teach in the morning and night. I'll just go ahead and end it, you know, this weekend. And I think it'll be all right. Just end, it, end it this week. So he closed it out. Go stay over a day or so at Florida, you know, and fly out the first part of the week, you know. I think Billy Brim told me that he was shaving. The next morning, you know, shaving. And all of a sudden, he dropped the razor. The power of God hit him. He fell on his knees in the bathroom. And the Lord said to him, I didn't tell you to close this meeting. <laughs> Boy, he got up, got his clothes on, went back to Stan Moore's church, walked in, told Stan, he said, God told me he didn't tell me to close this meeting for me to go on. Well, as you can imagine, you know, his crowd's not going to be probably half as big as it's been to be because he already closed it. But he had to go he had to go another full week and at the end of the third week then I thank the Lord let him know it's okay now to close it you have to watch folks doing things on your own <clears throat> when God tells you to do something you know you need <clears throat> you need to understand to do that so that's what God's doing in the church today and <clears throat> I can believe that can you believe that Randy building up the local church Look, what is in all over the world building up the local church <clears throat> and trying to get the church to be led by the Holy Ghost through the church services all the time? You know, same thing every service, same thing every service, same thing every service. It's no wonder if some pastors quit sometime because they get the same thing every service, you know. You know there for four or five or six years, so I think I want to do something else. I'm to... <laughs> you know, let the Holy Ghost. Glory to God forevermore. Are you ever know, trying to. T- I've been trying to tell a pastors that for 15 years. I'm sure they don't listen very much, but I've been trying to tell them anyway. <clears throat> because God started anointing me 20-some years ago, I thought <clears throat> I saw real quick that well, that's the answer. The anointing is the answer, man. Alive, my God. Now the reason I knew a little bit about it because I don't know all about it, but what I knew a little bit about it because the Lord told me He said, "Now, son, you will make a lot of mistakes in your life." You will make, 20-some years ago, you, son, will make a lot of mistakes in your life. You'll make mistakes in your meetings. You'll make mistakes in your life. You'll make mistakes in your business. But he says, always remember this. If you never get this, you'll be successful in your ministry. You'll be successful in your business. You'll be successful in your life. He said, always remember this, son. The Holy Ghost don't never make any. Now listen to this one. He said, "When you're in a meeting or any time I send the Spirit of God upon something, you know, start blessing. Anytime the Spirit of God comes in, He's wanting to do something. He don't never show up for just no reason. It's up to you to pick it up in your own human spirit. Pray enough, be word-centered enough that you can understand what what, what what's going on." and go 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 down the go down the road that he wants to go to when you're teaching if i want to take you down a certain side road he said go down that road go and just run that out he said if you will he said that's he said there's somebody in the congregation that needs that the only reason i remind you of that when you're teaching and go down that road because there's somebody in the congregation that needs that going down that road will minister to that person and will help them they can see the, see the whole they can see the whole thing remember you'll make a lot of mistakes but the Holy Ghost don't ever make any and if you can find out what he wants so I've been telling people for years. I've been telling pastors for years <clears throat> if you have a if you have a little girl on Sunday morning she's singing a solo and the anointing of God comes in and the glory of God comes in through her song and the spirit of God starts working out in the congregation with the people. For God's sake, pastors, be spiritual enough to know that He's come in there for a reason, and He's showing you the reason He wants to minister to the people. I said, "I made that you, you see, pastors, don't think you have to preach every Sunday morning. Well, I mean, you want to preach most all the time, yeah. But if He comes into a little solo that some girl is singing, well." Tell that girl to sing that song again, and you get up and start giving an invitation the way you want to And let God do what he wants to do. It's amazing what he'll do I've been to churches when a little girl, maybe a little 17-year-old girl Would get up, you know, and you'd you'd be in a big church or something, you know, she'd get up and sing a little solo Little sweet, simple solo, and the Spirit of God would come And anoint her, anoint the congregation, the glory of God would come in And she'd get through and sit down and the pastor get up and uh, and just change the whole order of the service. Now, let me ask you a question, pastors, Christians: change the order of the service for what? What are you looking for?
1: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Be sits enough to know if the spirit of God is if the spirit of God comes, the Lord told me, and is doing something, manifesting Himself, leave Him alone. Leave him alone. He's come for a reason. The Lord told me. He said, "It's up to you to find out the reason." I said, "Oh Lord, hey, Church, I went back to my motel several times in my life, and the Lord let me know." (laughs) (laughs) You didn't. You didn't obey me tonight on a certain certain point. You didn't obey me on a certain certain thing. And some people missed the blessing tonight because you didn't obey me on that. I said, "Oh my God, well the only thing you can do is just re- repent because you're stupid."
1: <laughs>
0: God knows what he's doing, folks. Whether you know it or not, but you and me just but did find the building. God knows exactly what he's doing. In I get you tonight to zero, zero you in on the word, and I believe the time I get through tonight you will really say well I, my god I can see that I can see that first of all Hebrews 11 1 just one verse now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen <clears throat> now faith is the substance faith and healing tonight. now faith and healing I want you to get that in your brain tonight you must get that in your brain not in your spirit everybody say faith and, healing. faith and healing you know faith in God's word works for everything but tonight is faith and healing so I'm covering the faith part first faith and healing. now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen now faith church is the substance what does that mean now faith is the answer your answer you show god faith don't worry about the answer it's hard for the believer to to keep your mind off of the answer but don't try to get in front of god you start thinking about the answer all the time you know while you'll get in front of god just stay with faith don't get out in front of faith don't try to make god do something real quick you're not going to make god do anything Just show God you'll believe him and leave the manifestation to him you might as well leave it to him anyway because he's the only one that can do it but your faith is your answer to anything brother Norville I need to be healed tonight well your faith your faith will heal you your faith in Jesus will heal you your faith in one verse of Scripture Two verses of scripture. Your faith in a healing verse will heal you. Your faith in Jesus, the healer, will heal you. And because your faith is your substance. Now you might say, Brother Noble, I have faith in God, but what kind of faith are you talking about? Where is faith at? I mean, I'm born again, and I've got faith in God. In general, I got faith in God. Trees have faith in God <laughs> rocks have faith in God he made them they ought to now you're probably saying "Now, brother Noah, you know that's not the truth <laughs> I know it is the Lord said if you don't raise your hand you know what you're born to do you're born to worship God and to praise him and God said, "If you don't, <clears throat> if you don't worship Him and praise Him, the Lord says I, I, I get so disgusted with you, I'll just speak to the trees and send one, one, one of my God got four winds. He works without of heaven. Did you know that? Study the scriptures, you'll find out that God has four winds that comes out of heaven. He works with that He sends from heaven. He God just send one of His winds down on a rock pile and through some trees and have them to praise Him." the people don't praise me I just have the rocks and creep in the trees to cry out to me <clears throat> blessed be, he wants us to do it voluntarily see what I mean blessed be the name of the Lord where's faith at faith my brother is in your mouth it's not someplace else you know I've heard people say well I I I could believe I believe God, Brother Norval, I believe God. I said, You do? Oh yeah. I love the Lord. And I believe God. I believe God, Brother Norval. I believe God do anything. Well, that's a first class sign right there that you don't believe nothing. <laughs> God would not even accept that kind of faith. You know what that is? That's general faith. God won't accept general faith from nobody. You can't run around the country and run around the world saying, "I believe God do anything." Well, that's a first-class sign you don't believe nothing, because God don't even accept that kind of faith. He won't even accept it. He don't accept general faith. Get that straight, folks. God will not accept general faith. He only accepts specific faith. Jesus is a personal savior. Jesus is a personal healer. Jesus is a personal miracle worker. If you have a deformed child, well, if your father and mother will put their faith to work, not let it waver, he'll come and make the child normal. All of them. But he will never do it. He will never do it. He will never do it. Get that straight. He will never do it, unless the father and mother shows faith, the quality of faith that he demands. He demands faith with no wavering. And if you have, if your faith can tell time, you don't even know what faith is. Many faith preachers out here teaching faith—they have no earthly—I listen to them real close. Now they go around the country holding faith seminars. They have no earthly idea what it is. If your faith can tell time, you don't have any earthly idea what faith is. And it won't work for you either. It will not work for you. Because if you're trying to pray for a deformed child, your faith may get tired in the twelfth year. In the twelfth year, Brother Nova, my faith will get tired in the twelfth day. You remember, that little, remember that, little twisted, that little twisted girl, that little twisted deformed girl? She said to her mama, she said, Mama, you've been saying that for 12 years. That uh, you've been saying all things are possible to him that believeth. And Jesus, I believeth for you to come to my house and make my daughter normal. She says, now mama, do you really believe that Jesus is going to come to this house? Said, mama, there don't, nobody else believe in, in the world believe it. Do you really believe that Jesus is going to come to this house and make me normal? The mother says, I know he is. Amen. And the reason I know it because God cannot lie. And I'm quoting a verse of scripture. Lord, you said all things are possible to him that believeth. And she said I believe it's for you to come to this house and make my daughter normal you understand if you have scripture for what you're saying if you have scripture for what you want you have to have scripture for it you can just go out here and say well I, I want I want 10 oil wells but next Saturday night oh brother sure 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 Uh Uh-huh. Where's faith at? Well, if you have scripture for you need to have scripture for your faith, folks, and faith is in your mouth. Now turn with me quickly, please, to Romans ten verse eight. Romans ten verse eight. I want to take it slow and easy tonight. I want to make sure that you get this. If you ever get it, if you get this, if I get this in your spirit tonight, your whole life will change. Bless God, your whole life will change. You will not be depending. You will. It, it's awful, folks, to have to, have to depend uh, on your relationship with God to receive something from the God that made you and the God that you worship on church services and, and people. Your, your, wherever you go to church, at your pastor would like for you to believe God yourself and get strong enough to believe God yourself it saves him hours of counseling (laughs) blessed be the name of the Lord Romans chapter 10 verse 8 but what saith it the word is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thine heart your mouth only speaks what's in your heart that is the word of faith which we preach glory to god blessed be the name of the lord the word of faith which we preach it's in your mouth folks even in thy mouth that is the word is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thine heart that is the word of faith which we preach he goes on to tell you about salvation there, basically, you know. But all, but that particular passage of scripture. Well, just so you understand, when you you work with sinners in a place, we can't even come to church, and you're going to read them in prayer. We'll go and read a little bit here. That it'll help you so you can understand that. Uh, verse nine: That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart men believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And also with the mouth confession is made unto healing. And also with the mouth confession is made unto miracles. And also with the mouth confession is made unto successful businesses. I feel sorry for businessmen that don't confess with their mouth. Stand in front of the mirror I and mean, look at yourself and say you are successful you hear me you are successful you're not a failure you are successful i command you to be successful in jesus name and once a while just look at look at yourself and say you're a successful thing You. <laughs> blessed be the name of the lord <laughs> I think verse 12 is one of the greatest verses in the Bible blessed be God forevermore For there, verse 12 for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek for the same Lord over all now get that Randy same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him God is rich to a mother with a deformed child that will call upon him and quote his scripture like the scripture she did God the Bible says you can't lie and your word says all things are possible to him that believeth and I know that's the truth it's not a lie and I know you don't lie because the Bible says you can't lie you can't lie because you're God And your Bible says all things are possible to him that believeth and she says Jesus hey Jesus I believe for you Jesus to come to my house and make my deformed child normal make my daughter normal I believe it you said all things are possible to him that believeth all things I believe that Jesus for you to come to my house and make my daughter normal and she said it for 14 years and one day he showed up 14 years uh, I think I get tired with a normal before 14 years I think I get tired about 14 days well rest and start again if you get tired just don't wait that's all if you believe God by faith you know folks why well you remember Hebrews I read you faith is your substance faith is your substance faith is your substance it's not easy to see that sometimes until you if you have if you, if you've never been taught that but verse 12 one more time now God says father it is no difference between the Jew and the Greek for the same Lord over all over all of us is rich anything you want unto all that call upon him glory to God well all folks means one woman with a, with a deformed child put your faith in God not human beings put your faith in God let me see now I know a good I know a real spiritual person I think I call them and get them to pray well then you call a whole herd of them to pray that's fine and I'm sure their faith, their prayers will probably work some to, to to a certain degree. But I always remember, people, other people's prayers work for you sometimes in part. Some once in a great while, sometimes they might work in full, but you'll lose it if you don't learn to hold on to it and pray yourself. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now most of you most of you have about any of my tapes and knows me very well. You know, I was raised as Baptist all my life. I was born into a Baptist family, folks. I couldn't help being Baptist I was born into a Baptist family <laughs> might as well be Baptist is Methodist <laughs> whatever you know wherever you're born that's what you are you know whatever your folks are how many people in here used to go to a Baptist Church all the time my Lord dear God Randy, I bet the Baptists don't like you. <laughs> God, you, you've checked your congregation. You all always Baptists. God, bless the Baptists. Praise the Lord forever. <laughs> well, if you're raised as a Baptist like these people were, that's held up to hand with the Baptist Church all their life, and like I was, you know that you, there's no... You, you have to be honest, folks. You're supposed to be honest. You're not supposed to tell lies. You know, as well as I do, that we have... a. The Baptist people and the Baptist denominations, the Baptist convention and Baptist churches. We have a good ministry in salvation. Probably the best that I know of in the, in, in the world. They get more people saved than anybody I know of. They believe to get people saved, brother. They, their faith is so strong in salvation, they believe God saved the biggest drunk in town. And they work from door to door, too. Oh, tell me about it. So, you, brother Novel, do you believe that God is in the Baptist churches? Are you kidding me? I know He is. I got, I've got blessings in the Baptist churches. I thought God was going to carry me out of the building. Well, the Spirit of God will come on you in a Baptist church a lot of times. Oh my God! Tell me about it. You kidding me? And because they preach clean living, they preach living your life, keeping your life out of sin, and being born again, and they preach it scripturally too. And see, that's where you get started, where you accept the Lord at. But uh, if you get over into other subjects like. Uh, <laughs> like healing services, <laughs> speaking in tongues, oh God. In our tongues people really makes the Baptist nervous <laughs> I've been raised in Baptist all my life and i went with the first Baptist Church Helped dr. poet build the first Baptist Church and the first time I was uh, a Pentecostal preacher took me to a full gospel businessmen's meeting now I'm floating in there you know first I saw the first Baptist Church and, and here we, we're walking through the Holiday Inn Lobby because that's where the bank, uh, that's where the meeting was that night you know we're walking through like this and I'm walking this Pentecostal preacher this is my first thirty-seven years ago this is my first experience what are you here you know and he says oh hello brother so-and-so you know and and uh, he said yeah and he says I'd like you to meet a businessman here in town and he says this is where the Hayes," haze and I said oh nice to know you Baptists shake hands Baptist men don't usually hug <laughs> <laughs> they shake hands I said, nice to know you, Mr. So-and-so. He shook hands with me and he pulled me into him. (laughs) And he threw his arms around me like this, threw his arms around me and pulled me up next to his body, and I went, yeah. Ever since I've been 12 years old, folks, I've never, I've never minded all being hugged and squeezed by a girl. (laughs) Since I was 10 or 12 years old, there's been something in me that liked girls, and there's nothing in me that likes to be hugged by a man. When he pulled me into my hug me, I went, oh, God. Patted me on the back and said, God bless you, brother. Brother Hayes, God bless you. And I said, Yeah, bless me. Yes, yes, yes. I went, we went a few steps further, you know. And, uh, and immediately the devil told my mind, he's funny. I said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Took a few steps and introduced me to another full gospel businessman. He did the same thing. Oh, God, raise you, brother. That's it oh. And the devil said, You better get out of here. They're all alive. You, the devil told me you just stepped in on the funny farm.
1: <laughs>
0: I go in this ballroom and sit down with have these you know, the tables set and all these chairs in, and, uh, and, and I'm sitting there and I looked around, you know, strangest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. All the women in there look real pale. It
1: uh-huh.
0: looked like they were dead. <laughs> so those a little pale for. Them. You know, Baptist girls have red lips and purple cheeks, <laughs> or whatever. And then I look around. I look around. I've been smoking camels for 20 years. I wasn't delivered from that yet, as far as the Baptist church. You know, because the Baptist church—my daddy—he always smoked. He smoked with Prince Albert. all of my uncles smoked you know I went to church and we had sunday school at 10 o'clock five minutes to 11 we gave a smoke break that's <laughs> well, the truth uh, all the men went outside and started lighting up cigarettes you know for five minutes we had a church bell that rung at 12 at 11 o'clock it was, it was supposed to come back in and your bell rings And I go in there I sit down I've been sitting there for a few minutes you know and this is the ballroom but what a church a ballroom you know I looked around there, they didn't have no ashtrays. <laughs> I said boy this is going to be a long night <laughs> and the guy that led the singing for the full gospel of business chapter meeting he gets up you know and this is my first chapter meeting, he gets up and starts singing this strange song when you're Baptist, you're Baptist from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. You're not Methodist, you're not Presbyterian, you're not Catholic, you're Baptist. Somebody stops so if you don't believe it, you stop a Baptist on the street, somebody witnessing hand out tracts, and say, Are you are you saved? You say I'm Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> this guy has the audacity to get up in front of the congregation and start leading a song. I don't care what church you belong to. Well, I went up and says, "Well, I do. I'm Baptist." <laughs> he don't even care about my Baptist church. I don't care what church you belong to. Just as long as for jesus you stand i thought well i like that part <laughs> now if your heart is in my heart give me your hands well i like that all right sorry Now hey, give me your hand that's what we do in the bible it says give me your hand <laughs> not give me not give me your hug give me your hand Then he you can see that, I start, start singing another song. Oh, there's a river of life flowing down through me that makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. I said, "Ain't nothing like that flows in a Baptist church." <laughs> I ain't never seen no blind person needle in a Baptist church or lame walk even in a Baptist church. What are you talking about? Flowing through me. That's, that song sounds like Jesus, but, it, it, but that's a, a kind of a flaky human song. I said, "Oh, brother!" And I said, "I won't bother these people no more." God, if I ever get out of here, I'll never be bother these people no more. <laughs> well, I finally got out of there that night. But you know, all that next month, that next month for thirty days, at a chapter meeting every month, the next month for thirty days, I'd be, I'd be riding along, I'd be riding along. You know, it's amazing what the Holy Ghost can do for you. I'd be riding along in my car and put up to a red light, and I, and I hear the little song. I don't care what church you belong to. There's a river of life flowing down through me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Shut out the light at night. Try to go to sleep in my bed. I'd be laying there like this. trying to go to sleep. All of a sudden. I don't care what church you belong to. Folks, you're not going to believe this. The next month, I went back again. Then two little songs haunted me.
1: <laughs>
0: I want to believe it, but I just do God. You know, if you keep, you know, if you keep fooling around, see, and I, I found out the great, the greatest thing ever happens to you, people. Or the worst thing ever happens to you and this is for your teenagers too, your children are you either one is the company you keep I always remember this church you can't learn something from somebody that don't know anything you're gonna run on healing you have to find out you have to find somebody that knows about healing now if you want to learn about healing if you'll just listen to Jesus Matthew Mark Luke and John then you learn about healing but when you're not been raised about, around healing healing services you read those four books and you just read over, over that kind of stuff you know you just read you think it's nice but you've been done away with or something and so that's I know exactly how this man felt and of course if you know if you've been hanging around Baptists very much and all of you Baptist people people hundreds of you held up your hand Tonight was raised as Baptist. You know, we have a lot of country Baptist churches Where we have real good preachers out in the country Baptist churches. We have educated Baptist churches downtown mm-hmm. And we have a lot of theologians as Baptist pastors. They're usually pastor of a big church, you know we have a lot of big churches. Usually all the big Baptist churches are downtown somewhere, you know, and we have a lot of community churches out in the communities and, and out in the country and things like that, you know and uh, this family's family down in the southwest had several children in the family. They all grew up and moved off from the old home place, you know, and left their mother there. But only one of the kids, this one, one, one boy, Abbott family, he had several brothers and sisters. He became highly educated. He was really, a, he, he just kept on going to school. And he's a he's a highly educated man. So he's he's like a, you know, a doctor, like a double doctor, doctor in his own rights. He proved himself. He became a preacher, Baptist preacher, and he became a Baptist evangelist preacher, and so he had been preaching the gospel for his other brothers and sisters. They all got married and moved off. and wasn't by living on the old home place except the mother. And he, uh, but he's the highly, most highly educated one in the family. He's the only preacher of the family. Rest of us just normal people. with a normal job and a normal family you know what I mean by that and so he have been preaching the gospel around the world from different countries and different towns for 25 years which wouldn't be a normal man you know you can get you can go through time you get out of school you're 16 17 years old 18 you get a high education every time you're 26 27 years old and doctor's degree and everything and so he's in his 40s and preaching the gospel now getting people saved now he wasn't just a normal he was not he, he wouldn't what you call a normal baptist preacher he's like a james robertson type baptist preacher that going to town all the other churches would come or uh, you know a billy graham type preacher you know of course billy's reached the height in the ministry more than anybody else in this country has ever been i guess probably has ever lived in this country as far as crowds are concerned, and that type of thing i know of no ministry in this I know of no minister in this country that's ever reached the height that Billy Graham has. He's the only person in this country that could draw 100,000 people in the football stadium, or 75,000 people in the football stadium, or something you know. Well, gets Baptist But you know, Billy is the type of fellow that Methodists will go, Catholics will go, Presbyterians will go. They'll just back the place out, you know. And he preaches about the same thing every ever, ever, ever night. But just to show you how good God's Word is, he's been doing that I remember I don't know if y'all do or not some of them are old enough to do it I remember when Billy preached his first revival it made him popular in Los Angeles California he was a real young man then in his 20s he had a revival in California went for several weeks that made national publicity he's been popular ever since then blessed be God forevermore his son looks a lot like him I noticed you know now you know his son was a rebel for a while have anything to do with the ministry, but now his son's turned back to the Lord. And now then Billy's is train, training him and he's going to take over Billy Graham's ministry. but boy, he looks a lot like Billy did when he Billy was young though. And I hope he does take, take it over and just keep it going, but that's been a real precious ministry. I've sat in Billy Graham Crusades in big stadiums and just sat there and weep. The glory of God will come over the whole football stadium. So strong, just sat there and we, because the ministry was had such, such integrity and run so clean, kept it so straight in salvation. And the only God knows how many people will be in heaven because of of Graham ministry. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord forever. And this man was like that on a lower level, but he was an auditorium type preacher. But when he went into town. A lot of cities, the Methodists would cooperate, the Presbyterians, the different denominations would cooperate because he had such love in him and he just preached the basic message of salvation, which they all believed that, you know what I mean, like I told you, Romans 10, 10, that type of thing, and preached the basic message of salvation, they believed that, but he was a loved man, good man too, pre- but he came come to Los Angeles, California, and he was preaching, and one day he just, Got sick. Started vomiting. Well eat something else. Get sick and start vomiting. Eat something else? Get sick, start vomiting. Well after three or four days of that, you know, you go to the doctor. Doctor says, "Well, no, 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 I don't know. What well, makes you vomit every time you eat and Well, we'll put you in the hospital and sort of run a laboratory tests on you." this said, "Don't don't look good. I don't, I don't, I don't really know what it is, but it don't look good." the best doctors just understand certain. We don't understand everything about the human body, but we understand most things. And we've got four of the doctors here in the, in the hospital that's." really good doctors we want laboratory tests see if we can't nail this thing down and uh, get rid of it at that particular time now of course in those days folks you have to understand this is a this is this is pretty good a lot of lot of money he had ten thousand dollars in savings account 25 years of preaching at twenty ten thousand dollars in savings account he had a brand new lincoln automobile he had a great library of books worth thousands of dollars Thousands of dollars. That's what he owned, and he, uh, of course, ten thousand in those days is like several hundred thousand now. A lot of money. You could buy a lot of stuff for ten thousand dollars. In those days, are you kidding me? You could buy a new Cadillac for twenty-five hundred dollars. When I was a little, when I was a boy. When I was a boy, my uncle one time bought a brand new Ford. I think it's about a 1941 Ford, uh, Ford brand new car. I'm talking about a brand new car. I never will forget it. Bought a brand new car, $425. $425 for a brand new car. And so, ten thousand dollars in could make you make you a lot of money. Bring you a lot of money. And so he had. He had that's what he owned in, within himself, and he was uh, <clears throat> they had a laboratory test on him that could not get couldn't nail it down. he kept getting sick kept getting sick kept getting sick kept losing weight and losing weight they didn't have several weeks spend all in ten in those days, it takes several several weeks to spend ten thousand dollars because hospitals weren't like they are now spent ten thousand dollars in three days he said. He spent all of his money, he said, well, I'll, they, they, they couldn't figure out what it was. He sold his Lincoln automobile, he spent all that, he wanted to save his books. Still couldn't find out what's wrong. He sold his library of books for so many thousand dollars, he spent all that. Now he's broke and you don't have nothing. No transportation, no money, no nothing. But now, he's been in there several weeks, but now then, folks, he's down to skin and bones. Real thin lost a lot of weight so one day the doctor came in and told us so we've had five doctors on your case five doctors on your case he says now understand this we have run laboratory tests we can figure out what's wrong with you and I want to come in and tell you because you're a man of the cloth you're going to die you'll be dead in six weeks all five doctors agree that you will be dead in six weeks Maybe in two weeks, but you'll be dead for sure. You will live no longer than six weeks. And he said, "Well, I'm I'm glad you told me." He said, "Yeah, I've been preaching the gospel for 25 years. I can I can take that. I can take it." They said, "All right." He says, "Well, I got a he said I got one. I appreciate, it, Doctor, you come in and tell me. I got one brother that lives here in California." He said, "He's a just an ordinary worker." So I'm going to call him see if he can borrow enough money to get a ticket he said, I hate to die here in this hospital in L.A. I'm gonna be dead in six weeks. Boy, I'd like to go back down to the old home place over in the southwest where Mama lives by herself. and was raised as a kid and just to spend my last weeks there with Mama and die there. I'm sure I'd like to be with Mama when I die. She was 77 years old, I believe, at that time. So he called his brother and he says, I don't have no money. I have nothing left. The doctor says I got six, but I'm gonna die do you think you could buy enough money do you have any money he says no I don't really have any money he says I got a wife and several children takes all my money for to pay my bills with you know, don't keep my family going he said can you do you think you can buy enough money or do you have enough money to buy me a train ticket from here to our county seat town where we are? he said no I don't have it he said but I'll try to go out and try to borrow it for you I'll see if I, can buy. I don't know if I can or not he said but I'll try to so he went out and he bought it come back in with the money bought him a plane ticket he says I'm going I'm I'm to catch a train and go home he told the doctor about it and the doctor says, oh no no please don't try that trip he said you'll, you, you'll die on the way you're too weak to take that trip he said well what, what difference does it make what difference does it make I'm going to die in six weeks anyway I don't care if I die on the way or not I don't care, it's just six weeks, what do I care, I'm going to be dead, and he thought he was going to die in six weeks, too, because that's what, he, that's what the doctor said, and yet, when you've never been to a healing service in your life, you've never been taught, even though you preach preached the gospel for 25 years, you don't know any better, you know, God works through knowledge and strength, the devil works through ignorance and weakness, you understand that, you want me to say that again? God works through knowledge and strength. Strength meaning faith. Knowledge and strength. The devil works through ignorance and weakness. Ignorance and weakness. And he'll do his thing with you. So that you got to buy, buy him, buy him a train ticket and the day come, you know, and they come and got him carried him into the train made him some kind of a bed with pillows and stuff and took his frail body he couldn't even walk Took his frail body and laid on the pillows pulled out from Los Angeles California going across the desert over into the southwest part of the United States where his old farm his old home place was out in the country pulling out on a train you know what it is folks Pull out on a train like that and by yourself and there's nobody there except you and you're going home to die you've been preaching the gospel for 25 years and you're going home to die and nobody to help you you don't even know one human being in the world that can help you you've never been to a healing service in your life you've never seen jesus heal anybody in your life and you don't know any human being in the world that can help you he going home to die. The mother lived there by herself, except that the kids had hired a nineteen-year-old country boy to help her with the farm, <clears throat> take care of the chickens in the garden, and hit a cattle or two around there. You know, just help them. You know, just help them. <clears throat> so the train pulled in the little county seat town. <clears throat> the mother had an ambulance there waiting on the train. They went and got him and brought him out, and put him on a stretcher. And, put him in the back of the ambulance, took off down that dusty road to the old home place in that little small county seat town from the train station, and the old mother was waiting on him, she was too weak to become his nurse, she, couldn't bathe. she could not bathe him if she couldn't turn him in bed and stuff like that, you know she wasn't strong enough, so the 19-year-old country boy that happened on the farm, he, he became the doctor's nurse, him in bed and all that kind of stuff you know and they gave him a bath in the bed so if about two weeks goes by and the boy just you know folks country boys don't make good nurses (laughs) they can make your garden just fine beautiful keep all the weeds out of the garden make it a beautiful garden they take care of your stock they gather the eggs for you feed the chickens all that kind of stuff they know how to do all that kind of stuff I knew how to do all that kind of stuff time I was seven, eight, nine years old but that is, they don't make good nurses and so that 19 year old country boy he walked in one day this room there, he'd been there two weeks, he'd been bedpanned, changed him and turned him in bed for the mother to wash him and stuff like that you know and so he just, that 19 year old country boy walked in one day and, told him and he just walked in up, walked in the room one day and so you see him and he says he just got sick and tired of being a nurse and then he said one day he told me he says doctor why don't you let the Lord heal you that's the same question should be asked in every hospital room in the world why don't you let God heal you And hospitals all over the world are full of people right now. If you walk to the door and says, Why don't you let God heal you? They would have no earthly idea what you're talking about. Just like him. He had he had no earthly idea what he was talking about. He said, What do you mean, son? I'm saved. He said, I'm not talking about being saved, I'm talking about being healed. He said, Well, doctor, the Bible says if there's any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church knowing with all it says the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The doctor says, does the Bible say that? <laughs> He'd been preaching the gospel 25 years. He says, does the Bible say that? He said, yeah, it says that. He says, well, get my Bible over there and, 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 and read that to me. His trunk was over there. He brought his stuff in, you know. Been there two weeks, never got his Bible out. Been in there two weeks. He got, the, he, he got in the trunk, got the Bible out, and the doctor says, read that to me. But he says, doctor, he says, I can't read it to you, he says, because my father and mother, they have a lot of little babies. I got a whole herd of brothers and sisters, lots of them. I'm the oldest. I've been working ever since I was a little old kid. I, help, I give my check, what y'all pay me, what I, what I make, I give it to my dad to help feed my little brothers and sisters. I, I, all my brothers and sisters go to school, but I don't go, I help my daddy work. To pay the bills at home to send my little brothers and sisters to school said, I, never get, I never get to go to school doctor he said I can't read I've been working all my life he said you can't read he says no now think about this folks a boy that can't even read leading a theologian into the truth he said you can't read he says no I can't read doctor I've been working all my life he said well how do you know it's in there then if you can't read he said my pastor said it was well he said where'd your pastor say it was he said my pastor said it was in James 5 14 15 he said well I've read the book of James See, preached the gospel for 25 years read the book of James and never see it he said I I turned the Bible to James 5.14. F- turn the Bible to James 5.14. The doctor said, I, turn, I changed the, turned the Bible to James 5.14 and looked down and he said, and there it was. <laughs> Just what that little old country boy said. There it was. Well, he says, now, you know, we Baptists, we have a strong saying. All these Baptist people know this. We have a strong saying, as Baptist people do, that we are Bible believers. Do you understand that? Yes, the Bible says, Are you a Bible believer? Yes, I'm a Bible believer. What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, this isn't this this is in the Bible. I looked down and said, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him, and anointing with oil, in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, church everybody say the prayer of faith. Prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. If he have committed sins, it shall be forgiven him. Is any here? Hello, country was He said, "Is any sick among you?" He said, "Doctor." That means you for sure. <laughs> if I've ever seen a sick person, you are a sick person and you are among us <laughs> and the doctor says well you yeah, had the truth you know He said, well, what do you go to church at some? what kind of church you go to? what kind of church you go to? he said well we don't really have a church he said we're going to get one though before cold weather we're trying to find a building somewhere but we just cut some trees up next to the woods up in the edge of the woods we've got some shade up there and we made a brush harbor so I, I will go up there and have a church on every Sunday. But he said, We're trying to find a building before cold weather starts though. He says, the Lord's really up there. He says, if you go to church with me, if you go to church with me, the pastor will do that for you. He'll obey that scripture up there for you if you go to church with me. Well, you're in church now, aren't you? Aren't you in church now? Well, I'm gonna obey it in a few minutes. He said, well, how do I get out? I can can't walk. He said, I have an old jalopy car out here. He said, I'll put some pillows in the back seat. I'll put a lot of pillows in the back seat, and I'll lay down those pillows, and I'll, I'll drive up through the fields to up there at the edge of the woods to service Sunday morning. He said, well, I'll go. He said, I'll go if you, if you get me up there. I said, I'll go. You mean if I go up there, if I go up there, your pastor, he will pray the prayer of faith for me? And want me with all? He said, yes, he will. Well, he says, it says right here, the prayer of faith shall, after you know him with all, the prayer, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. He said, save the sick. That means getting well. Save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. He said, you mean your pastor will do that for me if I go up there? He said, yeah, he will. But he, says, he does it all the time. He said, well, I'll go then. I'll go if he obeys that. Because I'm a, I'm a Baptist and I'm a Bible believer. <laughs> I didn't know it was in there like that. He preached the gospel twenty-five years Nobody do it's in there. Just found it. Don't how many times he read it, it just went down on him, you know what I mean? He's got a kind of bypass healing scriptures, been done away with or whatever, you know. Whatever their version may be. He said, Well, I will so Sunday morning came and he went and got him, fixed him pillows in the back of the car, went and got him, just reached down and got him like this and started carrying him out right through the living room and the old Baptist mother says hey where you going with my son he says I'm going to take him to church he said he can't go to church he's sick <laughs> <laughs> what well, if you're sick folks the church where well, you ought to go to this is the world. this is the world's best hospital yeah. but he says well no she said I'm gonna take him he wants to go to church you can't take him to church. He's put him back in bed. You can't take him to church. He's too sick to go to church. He said, "Well, I no. said, Mom, I want to go to church." She said, oh, I want to "Go to church." So he said, him I put him in a car and, the off, and drove up that right through the fields up to the woods." You know? <laughs> he got up there and parked the car right by, the, right by this brush harbor. He couldn't get out of the car, so he parked it up close to roll the windows down. <clears throat> and that doctor said, "Hey," he said, "That fella come out." He said, "He preached." He said, "He preached a good sermon." He said, I really enjoyed his preaching. He said, boy, he could really preach. He said, he got out through preaching. He didn't he, he, he come he got through preaching, he obeyed that scripture like that little boy said. He said, he, he got a bottle, a bottle of oil like this. And he says, all right, anybody sick, now I'm going to come through the congregation. I'm going to anoint you with oil and pray the prayer of faith for you. He says, he took the top off the oil. I'm going to obey James 5, 14, 15 for you. And he says, he, he said, he anointed people with all And he says, I'm out in the car like this, you know. And he says, he come out because sell me out there. And he says, he came out there, normally move with all according to James five, fourteen, fifteen, no 15 moved with all, prayed the prayer of faith. And he says, and and just and walked off. <clears throat> and the doctor said he move with all prayed the prayer of faith and and just